You're listening to the Gates Church Podcast. For more information or to support this ministry, please visit thegates.org. Brothers and sisters, as you and I allow God's Holy Spirit to live in and through us, the Spirit produces a set of Christ-like qualities or virtues within us, known as the fruit of the Spirit. Collectively, this is the fruit that all Christians should be producing in their walk with Jesus Christ. And we will look at these from Galatians 5 in a moment. The fruit of the Spirit is not a list of individual qualities from which we can pick or choose, but rather all nine of them represent the physical manifestation of a Christian's transformed life. So here's the passage we'll be looking at today, Galatians 5. 22 to 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Last week, Pastor Blair taught us about love, the greatest of these. Today, I am jumping the list to number three, peace, and Pastor Greg will speak next week on joy. First, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for guidance through your Holy Spirit as we discuss your living word. Help us to take to heart your words of instruction and act in obedience to your will. For our lives. Amen. So, when you think of peace, what picture comes to mind? Do you think of a calm stream, a beautiful mountain retreat, a hammock in the backyard, or perhaps just getting along with your mother in law? And how do we know the character of peace is working in us? Well, one guy answered this question this way. If you can start the day without caffeine, if you can always be cheerful, ignoring aches and pains, if you can resist complaining and boring people with your troubles, if you can eat the same food every day and be grateful for it, if you can understand when your loved ones are too busy to give you any time, if you can take criticism and blame without resentment, If you can conquer tension without medical help, if you can relax without liquor, and if you can sleep without the aid of drugs, then you're probably the family pet. (laughs) Peace can be very elusive in our human strivings. But peace, as God intended it to be, points back to a perfect creation before the fall. Peace looks to the cross of Jesus, to what he has accomplished, and to what he has freely given. And peace looks forward to restitution, when all things will be made new, and all things will be returned to their intended states of being. When all is returned to its intended state of shalom, the Old Testament Jewish word for peace, wholeness, and well-being. In the New Testament, we find the Greek word for peace, which is A-R-N-A, spelled E-I-R-E-N-E, A-R-N-A, which means oneness, quietness, or rest. 
a return to peace as our Lord created it, is a very important part of God's plan. In fact, my Bible concordance lists well over 100 different passages talking about peace. We won't look at all of them today, although Connor thinks we are. In the 1960s and 1970s, I remember peace was everywhere. Yeah, I was around in the 60s and 70s, admit. Flower power, peace signs, painted on vans, shirts and faces. In 1969, John Lennon of the Beatles wrote the song, Give Peace a Chance. And it became the anthem of the anti-war movement. Peace was talked about everywhere, and in most cases was seen as the answer to all of mankind's problems. But, as in the past and even today, few listened. The Society of International Law in London states that over the last 4,000 years, we have experienced only 268 years of world peace. 85% of all history has been consumed by war. In those years, over 8,000 peace treaties were made and broken. Even today, there are 10 official wars going on and violent conflicts involving 64 different countries. But why? Well, the answer is because true peace is not to be found outside the human heart. It is to be found inside, only through our relationship with our Creator God. The Apostle John wrote in John 15, verse 8, This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This bearing of fruit is God's will for our lives. And it brings him great glory. Peace is a state of assurance, a lack of fear, and a sense of contentment. It is fellowship, harmony, and unity between individuals and God. Someone who is not in a relationship with God is in a state of unrest because of sin. Their heart, soul, and mind are not peaceful and serene because they are in opposition to the Lord. And do not have the Spirit of God, the God of peace, within them. In today's world, Satan is working hard to disrupt our opportunity for peace. But once a person repents and accepts Christ as Lord and Savior, they are granted peace. This peace comes from having their sins forgiven and the privilege of now having a relationship with their Father. Romans 5, verse 1 states, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And Philippians 4, 6 and 7 adds, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God with, with thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This passage in Philippians gives us an intimate description of the deep peace of God that one can possess. It is often hard to explain how the peace from God can sustain us 
when the world is crumbling around us or trials are pressing down upon us. The church at Philippi was suffering intense persecution when they asked Paul for help. Paul replied in his letter that they were to rejoice even in the midst of persecution, not just when things were good. He said the way to find peace is to be anxious about nothing, to thank God for anything, and ask him to take charge of everything. And that is the power of peace that God can give us. We have the fruit of the Spirit when we are keeping in step with the Spirit. And one aspect of this fruit is God's peace. Jesus also gives us peace in our relationship with him. In John 14, verse 27, Jesus says to us, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. And in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 16, he says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. Note what he said there, all times and in every way. You know, one of the great hymns of faith we sing was written by a man named Horatio Spafford. Horatio was a successful attorney in Chicago, the father of five children and an active member of his church. His successful life suddenly turned to disaster. Without warning, his only son died at a young age of scarlet fever. Then, in the great Chicago fire of 1871, he lost almost all his real estate investments. Horatio decided to take his family on a vacation to Europe to lift their spirits, and at the same time, to assist and join the evangelist Dwight L. Moody in his evangelistic campaign. Due to a last-minute business commitment, he sent his family on ahead by ship. Halfway across the Atlantic Ocean, their ship was accidentally struck by another ship and sank in 12 minutes. Horatio lost all four of his daughters. Miraculously, his wife was saved. When Horatio was standing on the ship carrying him to rejoin his sorrowing wife in Wales, the ship passed the approximate place where his precious daughters had drowned. Overwhelmed in his grief, he took out a legal pad and wrote, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. That, folks, is a peace that passes all understanding. And only God can give it to sustain us, to keep us in the midst of storms. And as a follower of Jesus, trust in him. The Holy Spirit that lives within us gives them the power to have hope and peace. Romans 15:13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And Romans 5 verse 1 adds, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
when I read that last verse, it reminds me of the old bumper sticker, which read, No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. And it seems that the farther our North American culture drifts away from God, removing Him from schools and homes, and even some churches, the harder it is to find true peace. In today's culture, there is an awful lot of garbage available on social media. All those lies and deceitful posts that try to draw people away from the truth found in Scripture have only resulted in more anger, deeper rage, unrest, and obviously, and not surprisingly, less peace. I read an article a few weeks back that stated in the USA, suicides since 1999 had increased by over 30%. How sad is that? However, just like the truth written on the bumper sticker, unless you know Jesus as your Savior, peace is an elusive thing. Of course, if a Christian fails to trust God and obey the Word of God, their peace will diminish because they are out of fellowship with the Lord. Galatians chapter 5 addresses the conflict that can arise between the spirit and the flesh. As long as a Christian lets the word of God dwell in them richly and lives according to the word, they will be filled with the spirit. And the fruit of the spirit, including peace, will be manifested in their life. The Greek word we spoke of earlier for peace, Arene, was often used in a political sense in Greece to describe a town or village that was well-run, where things operated efficiently, where people got along with each other, where prosperity and opportunity prevailed. In fact, the leader or official of such town wasn't known as the mayor. He was known as the peacekeeper. Peace is unity between people. Followers of Christ are called to live at peace with all people, not just fellow believers. Romans 12, 18, 19 states, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And Psalm 135 adds to that, Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your renown, O Lord, through all ages. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. One of the most comforting promises the Lord has made to us is that he'll vindicate us. According to the dictionary, vindicate means to clear as from an accusation, suspicion or the like. As Christians, we've been accused from all sides. Revelation 12 verse 10 says we are steadily accused in the spiritual realm by Satan. And it's no different in the physical realm. But knowing that the Lord will make everything right at the proper time gives us peace and releases us from our petty resentments and diffuses our anger. It brings us the peace that surpasses human understanding and restores our joy. The, def the Wikipedia definition of peace begins with the absence of war and hostility. That only makes sense. But it is also described as freedom from quarrels and disagreements. Certainly, peace is what we hope to enjoy in our church fellowships, 
Paul wrote Galatians because he had to address an unfortunate controversy in the churches in Galatia. The churches there were not enjoying peace. In fact, things had gotten pretty ugly. This was because false teachers were disrupting the peace by influencing people with false doctrines and lies. No different, in fact, than we are seeing quickly developing in our present-day social and political venues. And what began as a doctrinal controversy quickly became a social conflict. As love diminished in relationships with God and other believers, their joy vanished and they lost their peace. You know, it's amazing how quickly false beliefs and fleshly motives can cause a dispute and derail the peace of relationships in a community, a church, a family, a friendship, and a marriage. Paul calls us to live by the Spirit. We need to remember that Jesus is our peacemaker and the Holy Spirit our peacekeeper, A. Rene. Fear often enters our life, and this also can cause conflicts within us, which can lead to conflicts in relationships. When we fear, we are lacking faith in the power and sovereignty of God. And once fear has a foothold, we begin to mistrust Scripture, then lose our trust in God, and ultimately we get out Ultimately, we get out of step with the Spirit. Consequently, we fail to manifest the fruit of the Spirit, and we feel a lack of peace. In the upper room, after the death of Christ, there was a lot of fear. But when Jesus stepped into their midst, the first thing he said was, Peace be with you. Jesus couldn't remain with these believers, so he gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit to be with them, and in them always. We also receive this gift of the Holy Spirit when we accept Christ, and the Holy Spirit remains with us for the rest of our lives. And as we let the Spirit rule in our lives in accordance with the Word of God, we can have this deep godly peace. Numerous passages illustrate this obedience to the Word. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 11, states, Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. 2 Timothy 2, verse 22, So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And Hebrews 12, verse 14, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Finally, Christ's return to earth to rule and reign will bring peace to all. The well-known words of Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, which we often see at Christmas time, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. You know, all through the Gospels, both old and new, the common thread is Jesus Christ. He is our only hope, 
And his promise of a new heaven and new earth are the cornerstone of our faith. In Revelation 21 and 22, John is taken into the presence of the throne room of grace to witness for all people and all times what our Lord has prepared for his bride, the church. Hear these words from Revelation 21, 3 and 4. Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. So, until Jesus Christ returns to this earth, seek the peace of God, first by seeking him through his Son, then by letting the word of God dwell richly within you, and finally as the Holy Spirit fills your entire being. Through submission, obedience, and humility, the fruit of the Spirit will manifest itself in you, and the peace of God will overflow all you are and do. Philippians 4, 8 and 9 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. He promised the church at Philippi that doing these things would bring them peace in spite of their circumstances. It was good advice then, and it's great advice now. And don't forget that bumper sticker. Thank you. The band can come up now, and let's have a word of prayer. Father, guide us and lead us through your Holy Spirit to experience your peace. Draw us closer to you as we seek to build our relationship with you each and every day. And encourage and inspire us to read and study your word. This world suffers from extreme Bible illiteracy, and we need to return to the truth of Scripture to learn more about who you are and what your plan is for each of us. Draw us closer to the one who loved us so much that he would die for us on a cross. Amen.